1: Time to discuss dynasty strategy we're going to look at quarterbacks wide receivers and much more on today's road of overtime sean it's always fun as we dive into these listener kind of questions listener topics but what i want to start off today with is giving a shout out to some this is something i want to try and implement into our shows going forward we used to do it we haven't done it in a while is implement some of those podcast reviews and thank the listeners for dropping us a five-star review on their favorite podcast app i know we get a lot of feedback but you know a lot of the different podcast platforms still, for some reason, in 2023 don't allow for ratings or potentially for comments, but I know Spotify has started to open that up. I've seen people sending us some with the Spotify logo on it, but Apple Podcasts is generally where people leave their reviews, but I want to give a shout-out, and we're not going to go through each and every word of the review, but Ben, uh, ben Dora has left one, Edgar has left one, and our buddy Frank Duffy. And I know from Frank, I know he does... What we asked to do? Frank is a, a good friend of ours here. He goes in and he just likes to update it a little bit from time to time. That boosts it. Puts him again, I guess, to the top of the, the queue where you can see those reviews that have been left most recent, but also to help support the podcast. We really do appreciate Frank when he does that. He says, get it while it's hot. So uh, appreciate Frank very much. Appreciate the other ones. And um, yeah, really kind comments in there. So thank you very much. We will read out some of them from time to time, but I had meant to do this for a week or two. I had three backed up and uh, we'll read out full reviews as we move forward. But drop us your review on your favorite podcast app. Much, much appreciated. Sean, it's Dynasty Conversation time. We uh, we have done a lot of basketball over the last few weeks, so it's time to dive
2: into those Dynasty streets again. It is. Doing the Dynasty re series has been one of our favorite show series. And it's a lot of fun to think about our team. We're trying to get in a position to go on a a long stretch of championships. And the questions that are coming in from listeners. And it's cool here, Colin, because we do get questions from and about teams that have some issues. But we also get questions. And it's funny here because we also have folks, you know, suggesting, you know, obviously in a very friendly, humorous fashion. I think some of the questions are softballs. And yet the, their teams are also very good. And the cool thing about this, I think, <laughs> is that we have this incentive. People feel the impetus to continue to push forward and not just rest where they are. How can I make the team better? So Alex has a team here with Lamar Jackson, Trey Lance, Sam Howell. It's a one QB format. It's a half PPR format. And this team has been built around running backs Because that was where the opportunity was in the draft, which I love. So you look at the running back depth chart and you have Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Gibson, some deep names that we like in terms of Chuba Hubbard, Rashad White, obviously a controversial player right now, (laughs) someone who looks like a starter. I mean, the team is loaded at that position. And so you're wondering, you know, what can they do with that? Would they perhaps decide to trade out of a few of those players to build up the other spots you know maybe look at an elite tight end younger player there the tight ends on the team you have Dallas Goddard you have Greg Dulcich they're in pretty good shape the question is about receiver and about not having enough firepower there and yet I think that a lot of listeners and a lot of casual dynasty players would still feel good about this roster it has Stephon Diggs it has Terry McLaurin it has Mike Williams Calvin Ridley, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk, Rashad Bateman, and then a younger guy in Christian Watson. Now the question here also has Marvin Mims
1: and Cedric Tillman on the taxi squad
2: down on the taxi exactly. And so I think a lot of players would consider their roster pretty loaded, yeah, if they had those names. But outside of Christian Watson, you don't have a lot of true youth here. And the, you know, like I said, we've gotten the really unfortunate news on rashad bateman hopefully that clears up i like the idea of moving these guys one of the things that we do know one of the things that happened last season it was one of the main elements of 22 that made 22 what it was was that old wide receivers scored well especially old elite wide receivers like a takes like a Devonte adams and so i think those players have a little bit more value right now than they're going to have in a lot of seasons so when you look at a Stefan Diggs, a Terry McLaurin, a Mike Williams, a Calvin Ridley. Those guys, I think, are all tradable above their true value. Now, when I say above their true value, I'm not necessarily saying that you can get more than their ADP. But I think their ADP is still a little bit higher than where I would have them. Now, again, it's a a little matter of where are they overall versus where are they positionally? If you pull up my dynasty rankings, you'll tend to see the wide receivers are elevated, but then, so they might be above ADP, but the positional ADP is shifted. So such that they wouldn't be a value there. Some of the guys that I've been trading recently, I've been moving Ridley off of some teams that has some risk because he could come back and immediately be one of the top five wide receivers in the NFL, But if you can get someone who values him the way he's being valued in redraft, then it's interesting to at least take some profits there. And it's not really a profit exactly. You've been holding through the suspension. It's a cash out almost. Right. so cash
1: out on that chip that you've held for 12
2: months. You're like, I can get out of it before the same thing happens to him that happened to Josh Gordon. Now, I don't think it's going to be the same. The things that we're hearing too about practices there with the Jaguars is that Calvin Ridley looks good. He looks like the best of their receivers. And frankly, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones were pretty good last year. So that that says something. You don't you don't want to move him just to move him. But if you can get someone to pay, I like that. You also have this element here with a Terry McLaurin. It is a McLaurin Howell team. You can play a little bit of that together. We talk about that not being necessarily hugely important in dynasty. But if you can get a value for McLaurin that, again, reflects where people are on him in redraft, that I think that you make that move and get younger, even if you, there's a strong possibility you actually give up McLaurin's couple best years. But if you can get that value and turn it into something different on your team, you have to look at it. Stefan Diggs, He's a tricky name to get out of because his ceiling is so high and his ability to help you win this year is so significant. And yet, because of his personality, the questions are always going to be, when does he go to zero? If you can sell him at the level that he performs, then I think that makes sense. But again, he's not somebody that I would give away specifically because, I mean, you are also trying to win this season. So we want to kind of take that mix of players where you can move them you're probably not going to miss out on a true league winning season but you're also not going to have to sell them at a discount because they're just enough less valuable and enough younger that people are actually buying on those guys. Colin, are there names here? You know Mike Williams is a pretty obvious sell if you can move him again at a price that doesn't just give him away because if you're not getting something back take the chance that Mike Williams is the guy who stays healthy If defenses are having to account for Keenan Allen, Quinton Johnston, you know, maybe this is the year you get a lot of those touchdowns. The thing that I like about this roster is there are enough different names that you can pursue a lot of different avenues. A lot of teams that don't feel that strong at receiver or have gotten old at receiver, they really only have one or two guys. And then that forces you into a situation in your league where the opposing managers, I mean, it's not collusion. It's just understanding where the market is and what you you know what your leverage is i mean they can push you down on those prices if you just have one or two veteran receivers yeah
1: and the other part of that it's a, it's a, a one quarterback league but it is half point ppr so when you're mentioning you know the running backs that are there mccaffrey taylor barkley kamara you know it, it's almost you know you get to antonio gibson being the next option it's there is a almost an embarrassment of riches at, at, at the running back position so in half point ppr that's obviously going to be advantageous but the concern for him as well, in the question is not having you know for current first round dynasty startup players on this roster, and that's not always going to be possible at every position. It's not always going to be possible in any position when you're looking at you know a twelve team league, for example, to have a, a number of those assets. The the part you mentioned about the softball question was. A team we we did this for a few weeks ago. They had he mentioned that they had five-year top eight wide receivers on the roster, so maybe not the same. But in terms of running backs here, this team's loaded up. You know, you mentioned Chuba Chuba Hubbard, Rashad White's there. But when I'm looking at this team, Sean, the concern I would have when we're looking about perpetual reloading is we have quite a high majority of this roster. Is it a part where it's a potentially in the next two to three years this team really ages out and becomes very old so you want to have some of these players on your roster but i don't think you want to have a high percentage of them all at the same time so you have mccaffrey who's obviously moving up an age You have alvin kamara who there's the concerns about which it may not be really possible to move him for what his true value maybe would be this offseason but he's there saquon barkley with his contract situation with the giants and what happens there but when we get into the wide receiver positions we are looking then at Diggs, who you, who you mentioned there, Mike Williams. You know, All these players are, are rising up. And then the the only real young option, sorry, can I can add Terry McLaurin to that list as well, but the only real op, young option at wide receiver being Watson. So I think it's about trying to freshen this roster and make a younger buy move in those older players. And that may be, you know, to do that, you may have to move one of those running backs to get in a wide receiver. So then you can move a wide receiver to to get it younger i think other managers potentially looking at this roster and trying to make a trade may realize that that is what you're trying to do with how things are currently set up so digs you mentioned the exact scenario where you kind of have to get the value that he's worth but that will be difficult and depending on your league some people will pay up some people won't but i i do think that this team without making moves this year and Eighteen months time and twenty-four months time, this team could look like a team that nobody really wants to manage. Based on having a lot of talent now, but that window is closing pretty quick. Would you agree with that?
2: I think so. But the issue is how do you squeeze out the most championships? You know, over the next six-year window. For the example,
1: this team is just so good. I don't. That is a balance. This team could potentially win the next two championships.
2: But it's hard to it's imagine teams Venice actually being able all to time. compete with this. yeah. <laughs> because it's so deep, Column Too, I think the thing that you're mentioning there is that you could move one of the running backs and your starting lineup is still fine. You can The other also... thing when you
1: mentioned depth, one of the things we do see with the teams who have, say, some of those first-round talents that we're talking about is that they, the depth sometimes is very, very minimal. So, for example, at wide receiver in, on this roster, it is mike williams who we do have a number of concerns around this year but redley johnson Ayuk, bateman watson you know when it comes to bye weeks not you're not going to have a shortage of options of who you can plug in and start in your lineup so that is also a
2: an advantage of this roster yeah i mean the team just looks so good i would try and trade rashad white above what his true value probably really is I mean, you can move two players off of this roster and still almost certainly have enough depth to compete for the championship this year. And so unlike most aging teams where it's either all in or all out, this team can do both. And I would encourage them to do it. just too good of a team to actually sell, but you can move some of your bench pieces. Those guys have value. I'm excited to hear how the season goes and, and what they decide to do.
1: Sean moving on now to a super flex roster that is having some concerns at quarterback interestingly enough the team that we talked about a moment ago they had three quarterbacks it was Lamar Jackson Trey Lance and Sam Howell but that wasn't in the super flex format so super flex format with tight end premium team is in in pretty good shape all things considered at all other positions so quarterback being the main concern they're wondering and this question comes in from JD where they could improve the roster he said he swung and missed on Trey Lance so be curious to hear our thoughts on what he should do at the quarterback room what do you think about trading Lamar Jackson for Kyler Murray Kenny Pickett plus a 2024 first round pick that is interesting to me Sean interested to see where that pops up based on on your rankings for those two quarterbacks and a first round pick for Lamar Jackson just looking at that it feels like it'll be something that's very Attempting to do, but the roster in general. Wide receivers: AJ Brown, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, Traylon Burks, Jahan dodson Elijah Moore, Marvin Mims, Khalid Shakir, Taquan Thornton. Then we get into running back. We have Bijan Robinson, Brees Hall, Jarrett McKinnon, Devin Achane, Jerome Ford, Jalen Warren, Ty Chandler, Sean Tucker. And then tight end is a lot of our favorites on here: and Kyle Pitts, Sam LaPorta, Greg Dulcich, and Chig Okonkwo. So a tight end premium loaded up there. And I think, Sean, very, very strong. Just that second super flex position is having some challenges. How does that potential trade, I don't know if that's been offered to him, if that's something he's thinking about offering, how does that fit with what Lamar Jackson would be
2: worth in your dynasty rankings? Yeah, I mean, this is a trade that really is a matter of this year versus winning easily in the future. And he mentions the person he would be trading with is a competitor this year someone going for the title i mean again this team is absolutely loaded and so i can't imagine too many teams being able to compete with this roster sorry to interrupt sean it's possible to the
1: end tight end premium that some of these tight ends will outscore and that super flex spot other quarterbacks throughout the season.
2: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you've got four tight ends that people like. You have quite possibly the two best running backs in fantasy. You have the two two running backs I have rated in the top two spots for dynasty, and B. Sean Robinson and Brees Hall, and then you have some depth. You have five exciting wide receivers plus Elijah Moore who could jump back into that group, and then some – Players who probably don't hit but have a wide range of outcomes below that who could rise as well and then you have jackson lance and hell and so the lance element is obviously very frustrating because if you had lance on that team i mean you're just
1: 12 months ago it's just a completely different deal like 12 months ago you're looking at lamar jackson trey lance and thinking this is wonderful
2: yeah i you think It's going to be championship after championship after championship. So I do think that you have competing incentives here, which is that if you make the trade, it does slightly decrease your chances of winning. And yet, I mean, you have to have a massive, massive gap on the long term between Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray to not make this trade. I think that Lamar Jackson is better. I think he's going to run more effectively in the future. I think he's going to score more points. I don't know that he's necessarily a better passer i don't know that the ravens are going to stick to their philosophy of being more aggressive in the passing game this year you get that 2024 20, first round pick you get kenny pickett and one of the things with pickett is i mean he's not zach wilson and yet he probably settles in you know, in that Derek Carr kind of range where he doesn't really move the needle for teams. And yet, in Superflex, if you pick him up along with the rest of this trade, the quarterbacks are so valuable for future trades that he's a really big piece. And there is a possibility that with the weapons that he has, that he hits this year and does more than people realize. He's also a sneaky rusher, not that he's going to be a, a hybrid QB, but he's in that range with like the trevor lawrence's the patrick mahomes is where you're adding just enough that if you throw effectively your score will work and the three for one there the flexibility that you get a lot of it also comes down to sam Howell. sam Howell hits this season and you've moved lamar jackson then i mean maybe you have just given up a championship for no particular reason but when you're looking down the road even to the second half of this year and you have murray and pickett and how and then lance coming back and bringing some value for you at some point in the future i mean lance's value doesn't go to zero by any stretch your team is built so powerfully to withstand the different forces that could happen if pickett and howell play okay and then you get murray back for the fantasy playoffs you can win this year but i don't think that you take yourself out of the equation for the 2023 title by making this move again a really cool team good luck to jd love to hear while you decide this is an awesome roster
1: yeah and the final question we have for today sean comes in from richard and he's looking about an upcoming dynasty rookie draft the i'm always interested in as rookie draft season goes on some of them are before the draft the nfl draft that is some of them are right after and some of them then spread out a little bit later so this one is coming up in the next week he mentions he owns the 107 it is a 14-team super flex league. This is interesting, Sean. It's 0.5 PPR for running back, 1.0 PPR for wide receiver, 1.5 PPR for tight end. So that would devalue the running back position for me, that little bit extra there. So he is the 107. He says he's looking at best player available versus team need is his concern here. He says he's very certain that, you know, Kincaid, Quentin Johnson, or Addison will be available to him as team set up pretty strong here at quarterback it is lawrence fields Goff, and love so i don't think that is any concern to him then at running back it is Brees hall javante williams pacheco and mostert again i mentioned the deduction off the half point therefore the running back position in ppr we have chase wilson cd lamb higgins judy elijah moore and Kadarius tony so wide receiver is looking to be a real strength there it's pat fairmouth it's delaney woods gerald everett Daniel Bellinger and Hunter Bryant at tight end so pretty balanced roster pretty strong roster Sean in terms of the general roster looking at a post draft or pre-draft sorry you know there is no immediate position to need running back is probably the one that you would address more so here but I think even with the strengths at particularly wide receiver and tight end you know making those strengths even stronger is probably the way to go he mentions that with Gibbs a lot to go before his pick and with his stash of wide receivers, he said it's very hard not to go with Kincaid or alternatively trading the pick. Would love to see how we would play this. He said his future draft capital is non-existent under 2026 uh, with no real flexibility to trade up. So he has traded, I don't know if that's a misprint, but 2026, that is a lot of draft capital that moved here in 2023. Uh, he mentions his brother, Jono, who, also has communicated in with the podcast as a, an avid listener as well so shout out to the two brothers but um he owns four of the six picks before him in the draft and, and isn't trading either so he's not going to able to trade up you know there's some friendly family rivalry here in this league so thanks to rich for sending in that so sean question becomes best player available versus team need and this is always a dilemma for people i, I think with this roster being so balanced it makes it less of a concern i think with it being at that spot of the draft and you know running backs being gone but if you are at the 102 i don't really think it's a case of if you can get gibbs you're just going for position of need i think on this roster that's a very balanced decision to make but when it gets to kincaid and we've talked about this on some of our dynasty conversations and on some of our best ball drafts you know we've talked about drafting sam laporta quite a bit michael mayer in the conversation Dalton Kincaid at that point for me and and with that tight end position I know Pat Fermo's there but like I'm thinking depending on what the options are for example in the second third round of this draft you know the likes of Mayer potentially getting to a spot for him to select we don't have the information off those second round picks or Laporta being there you know I would much rather take the wide receiver in the first round and and head on that way maybe the second round pick isn't an option but for me, I think I'm I'm going here with Quentin Johnson. As the selection, are you leaning that it should be tied end based on how the team's set up, or are you going to just smash that wide receiver position?
2: It's tricky for the reasons that you mention. This is a really good team for a 14-team league, and you can understand how the future draft capital would have been spent to build this team up, to have the depth at the QB position in Superflex again, when you have two additional teams in the league that you're competing with, it's really well built out. And there'll be some opportunities to move some of these guys for picks in the future if Richard decides to go that route. I would be thinking a little bit of that with the selection here, where it should be a little bit easier for Quentin Johnston and Jordan Addison to either stay where they are or to raise their dynasty profiles during this rookie season than it will be for for Dalton Kincaid now we mention him all the time I always mention Aaron Hernandez which is one of the names who pops up in the box score scout in relationship to Kincaid I think with Kincaid the decision is really a matter of how much regret you're going to feel if you pass and he blows up and the question is how much exposure do you have either in other dynasty leagues or other formats that would kind of balance that regret. Because I do think that the best pick is probably still Quinton Johnston. I also think that the best way to play it globally is to move back and to select Sam Laporta or Michael Mayer. And yet there is this outcome that is very real. It's not the most likely but it's very real and it's one that a lot of people are betting on very heavily where Kincaid has almost a scorched earth type of rookie season and his value is so high at that point that it makes every other part of this conversation moot. And so when we're pricing the different scenarios with Kincaid, it gets a little bit more difficult than with most players because you have a scenario that's just so provocative and if you get it wrong are you going to feel like you were personally wrong and you didn't play it in a way that would have changed your team and changed your team's future for the next four or five years and you're going to spend a lot of time obsessing about that and not feeling good then i think that the downside is such that i mean don't pass right? Take him in some best ball drafts, select him in your dynasty leagues where it makes sense. I have Johnston and Addison a little bit above Kincaid, but they're kind of in this tier together to where if you have the need and you're wanting to get some Kincaid exposure, I would kind of go that route. It can be a situation where just to like deal with the emotions of it, to know that you have a little bit of exposure. So that when you're watching games on Sunday, it can be really easy to to forget about that element or to prioritize it too heavily. So we want to kind of work to make neither one of those things happen. You don't want to completely ignore your emotions when you draft these teams, but you also don't want to be so emotional that you end up with a ton of Kincaid and don't get Laporta and don't get mayor. So that goes a little bit beyond the question Colin You and I try and answer these questions from a perspective that will hopefully help all the listeners. I think this one is so close to a toss-up that if you need Kincaid exposure, go with it. I would probably still take Quentin Johnston, but I don't think it's such a clear-cut decision that it pushes you in any direction. I think this one is close enough that you go with your gut and you balance out your overall exposures.
1: So thanks again to Richard for sending in that question. Thanks to everyone who has submitted questions over the last couple of months. If you do want to send any to us you can send them my way on twitter at over Ireland, or you can send them as well to rotavisradio at gmail.com we'll add them on to some upcoming shows my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over my co-host as always is sean siegel check out all of sean's work up on rotavis.com if you are interested in signing up for a rotavis nfl pass use the code rbradio 2023 at checkout until we are back have a good one